Welcome back to an Ohio Country Today podcast. And joining us now is Frank Burkett. He is the president of the Ohio Farm Bureau and from his farm up in beautiful Canal Fulton, Ohio in Stark County. Frank, how you doing this morning? Doing great this morning. Beautiful winter day here in February. How are things on the uh, Clairedale Farm, right? Yep, absolutely. Clairedale Farm's a fifth-generation family-owned dairy farm here in Canal Fulton, and uh, cows are uh, a little bit colder than they maybe want to be today, but uh, so so are all uh, all the family and the help. <laughs> to say the least. Of course, this week is Ag Week, and celebrating with the Ohio Farm Bureau, part of what you guys do on a regular basis is have that constant communication with our legislators, whether it's on a local, state, and national level level one of the things you normally do is that ag day at the capitol let's talk about how that's changed this year and what you guys normally do when you do see these legislators face to face yeah as you know uh every year annually uh this time of the year hundreds of uh, members from across the state of ohio gather in columbus and uh we take an opportunity to to not only hear from the members but to also uh, share with the members our critical issues uh, so that they uh, have the ability to actually share those critical issues and conversations and their relationships with legislators. And normally that takes place in person, uh, the opportunity to, uh, to have that handshake, to have that conversation, uh, to not only uh, uh, build that relationship moving forward, uh, but to also allow uh, young farmers uh, across the state of Ohio to become a part of that as well. This year, it looks a little different. So as we look to this year, uh, you know, we've adapted to a virtual format. And so those meetings that typically take place in downtown Columbus, Ohio, are taking place either on a virtual platform or in smaller uh, regional socially distanced meetings across the entire state of Ohio. What it does demonstrate is uh, our membership's ability to adapt to any situation and to do it in an incredibly successful way. Uh, Can we talk a little bit more about what you try to work with the legislators about first strengthening the food supply chain? Tell us what that's all about. So as you know, uh, throughout the past 12 months, the pandemic has uh, definitely uh, demonstrated some weaknesses in our food supply chain and some areas that we need to address. And so as, as we look to that, uh, anywhere from, uh, you know, our county fairs, our state fair, um, all the way up to, uh, you know, supply chain issues. Um, you've seen some of the disruptions in dairy um, in, in March, April of last year, um, meat disruptions uh, across the nation, uh, you know, due to COVID issues, social distancing issues in the workplace, um, logistical issues when we took the incredible amount of food products that were moving through the food service industry and moved them to the retail uh, food industry in such a short time period. And so through that process, we've learned a lot of things about our supply chain, um, things we've recognized in the past, and some new ones that we know that we can take an opportunity to do better. Does that uh, supply chain also involve the transportation aspect of the products and services that are provided by our ag community here in the Buckeye State? Absolutely. So as you know, uh, Ohio, based on its geography, uh, you know, is a central uh, location that a lot of agricultural products and other products, manufactured products move through. 
And so when you look at the critical nature in Ohio and the food distribution system in our nation, um, it's absolutely critical that we be a part of those conversations and, and a part of the opportunity to make adjustments and improvements moving forward. You know, Frank, I think everybody would recognize the Farm Bureau and the Farm Bureau members and representatives that participate in Ag Day as experts in the field of agriculture. And when we talk about providing guidance to some of these legislatures, is, does part of that include educating them? So one of the great things about Ohio Farm Bureau is the fact that it is a general farm organization. And so across that membership, we do have just what you spoke to, experts in different commodities across the entire state of Ohio. And so, yes, a critical part, an important step of meeting with our legislators is providing the background and the information that they need to make critical decisions that impact agriculture on our rural communities in Ohio. And so this opportunity, I think, is something that not only our members look forward to, but I think our legislators also look forward to it because some of those issues that they may have some lingering questions about, they may not have the knowledge base on that they want to have. They have the opportunity to ask those questions and sometimes some pretty difficult questions so that they can have a better understanding of what that looks like in their district and across the state. Frank, let's talk about some of those issues more specifically. Let's start with property rights. You know, what uh, What are some of those things that you're discuss- discussing with the uh, legislators about regarding property rights? So we have always been an organization that's uh, protected and held property rights in high regard. And so we're always going to be involved in issues that are impacted by eminent domain reform and uh, streamlined judicial procedures. When you look at eminent domain and the impact on agriculture, whether it's roadways, um, whether it's sewers, whether it's park systems and trails, it can have a huge impact on our rural communities and on agriculture. And as you know, as we do the food production and fiber across the nation that we do today, we have different requirements that we have to meet for the people that we sell to. And some of those requirements uh, include things about access to our property and what that access looks like for public safety. And so when you start talking about some of those issues and how they can impact our property rights and eminent domain conversations, Farm Bureau needs to be there on behalf of the members. We're talking about property rights right now. And when you speak specifically about that, let's talk a little bit more in depth about hot issues and topics like including taxes on those farm properties and farm values and how that urban sprawl has kind of raised the value of that land whether it's good or bad but mainly concerning the bottom line and the cost to operate that land as farmland in the future. Yeah, and I think when we start talking about property values, it definitely emphasizes the critical importance of Ohio's CAUV program, current agricultural use, and what that means to farmers across the state of Ohio. And as we look to that program, as you know, our members and our county farm bureaus and Ohio Farm Bureau have been strong advocates and champions for the CAUV program and the reforms that have followed the program since its inception. 
And so we will continue to work in that regard because we recognize that farmers can't be taxed at that current value or actual value and remain in business. It just creates an economic situation that would uh, make it impossible for them to be profitable in their farming operations. So let's talk about another hot issue, and that that's including broadband access right now. That seems to be a real hot issue for everyone, including right now at the uh, state capitol. Yeah, Farm Bureau has been a strong advocate for uh, rural broadband access and reliability uh, for several years. Uh, but certainly as the pandemic hit last year, we went to situations where people transitioned their work from going to an office to working from home. We went to an educational model that was based uh, in school system buildings to receiving your schooling at home. It has just exponentially emphasized the importance of making sure that we have reliable and affordable access to rural broadband across the entire state of Ohio. We have areas that do not have access, and that definitely puts our rural communities across the state in a disadvantaged situation to be able to compete, to be able to compete not only within the marketplace locally or within the state, but nationally and then globally. As you know, a lot of rural businesses reach well beyond the borders of the United States. And in order to be able to do that, they need to have that access to broadband and internet services to do their daily business. Well before the COVID situation, our farmers obviously have been working on the farm, working in their homes and operating from there, uh, taking care of business and having that technology and the expediency that is provided to people in the city, having that equal amount of opportunity on the farm is so important. And that's why this broadband issue is such a hotbed topic right now. Absolutely. And clearly the amount of usage now as compared to even 12 months ago. Um, you know, I don't know the statistics on that, but I know just in my daily lives and the daily lives of people I interact with, um, we are all uh, functioning in a digital environment at a much higher level now than we were 12 months ago. Some of us delightfully so, and some of us maybe begrudgingly. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Frank, another one of those issues that we need to talk about, of course, is water quality. Recently, the Department of Agriculture announced that they have started with their payments in the H2 Ohio program here in West Central and Northwest Ohio. Let's uh, talk about the involvement of the Ohio Farm Bureau with this H2 Ohio program moving forward. Yep. So, you know, water quality has been a priority issue for our members and for Ohio Farm Bureau for many years. And uh, we worked on this issue across administrations in the state of Ohio and we're very appreciative of the current support that continues on the recognition of the opportunities that we have to invest in water quality in the state of Ohio. We're particularly thankful for the fact that we're putting the tools into farmers' hands to put the practices in place right there on their farm, in their community, that they can actually have a meaningful impact on water quality in the state of Ohio. And so we need to continue to make sure um, that these programs are funded, that they're accessible by farmers, and that they can actually utilize them to benefit all of Ohioans. And so as we look to where we're at today, uh, we, we have goals of where we want to be, and 
you know, farmers, I've never seen them not step up. You know, they always step up when they identify opportunities. The research is doing just that, identifying new opportunities for us to make water quality improvements. So now we take the tools, put it behind the research, put the practices in place. You know, Frank, when you talk about funding, just recently the $197,000 that went out to 154 farmers here in northwest Ohio was only part of the $2.1 million that was expected or is expected to go out to nearly 2,000 farmers by the end of May. How do you see this funding continuing through the next year and the third year down the road and the fourth year down the road? Is this something that's going to have to stay in place or is it something that that is going to reach a certain end point? Where do you see this going as far as that funding is concerned? So I think we need to continue to have that dialogue with our legislators and our leadership because the challenge is, as you know, on our farms, we have a limited ability to pass additional cost on to, to the end user. Uh, farmers are essentially price takers. Um, but we have been, and, uh, you know, unless we're able to differentiate that commodity in the marketplace, uh, many of us will continue to be that in the future in a commodity market. So in light of that, um, you know, this is an investment that everyone's making, all Ohioans are making um, in the water quality in the state and farmers are stepping up. What you see is those, we see is those uh, contributions on those farms to these water quality practices are literally only a fraction of what the farmers are investing in those practices themselves. And I'm just really proud that we have members, the members that you just spoke about, um, the farmers across the state of Ohio that are recognizing areas that they can implement practices on their farms and putting them in place for the future. Water quality issues uh, don't have a particular geography. And so right. if we look across the state of Ohio, we recognize that there's areas across the state of Ohio that have water quality issues ongoing. We recognize that while some of those issues maybe uh, have an agricultural component to them, some of them may be in areas where that's not the, the core issue that's at stake. It might be some other issue Um, whether it be, you know, municipal treatment system or whatever else that it could be in that spot. So as Ohioans, we need to take, you know, that broader look and how we can impact water quality across the state. And then clearly, you know, being where we're located, uh, the Ohio River, um, the flow of the Ohio River, Lake Erie, uh, recognizing that, the practices, the environmental things, whether they're on farm or whether they're in urban areas in Ohio are impacting our neighbors, our nation and globally in ways beyond the ways that we see at our fence row. You're listening to in Ohio country today podcast, part of the, in Ohio country today TV show. And our guest today is Frank Burkett, president of the Ohio farm bureau. And we're discussing a number of different topics during this ag week and Frank, one of the things we wanted to talk about, too, is the plans that you guys put in place. It's not just creating a plan for our farmers out there, but it's about working the plan. How does the Ohio Farm Bureau work their plan, their policy plans, when it comes to coordinating and and getting this information to our legislators? 
Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's one thing to, to put a plan in place, but working the plan's a whole whole nother piece. And uh, that's one of the one of the great opportunities that we've seen uh, within the Farm Bureau family is their passion and commitment to not only developing the plan, but putting the resources behind the plan. And as you know, Ohio Farm Bureau is a general farm organization, a bipartisan organization that covers the entire state of Ohio with different views that come together in a melting pot and put a direction in place. And so that plan starts at the very core with our grassroots involvement of our members at our annual meeting. And that takes place every December. You've had the opportunity to be a part of those. This year was a little different because it was virtual as opposed to in-person. But it starts there. Then the board takes and looks at the resources within the organization and aligns them the resources to that grassroots plan and policy that our memberships develop. And so as you look to that, uh, what we put together in our 2021 priority issues is just that, a roadmap of how to get there. And we recognize that the strength of our volunteers and the relationships that they have, not only with our legislators, which we'll see demonstrated, you know, this week and in coming weeks, but also within their rural communities and the entire state of Ohio and even nationally, that impact is huge. And I believe that it truly positions Ohio agriculture as a leader in American agriculture. Frank, before we let you go, let's talk about the relationship between agriculture and economic development and growth here in the Buckeye State. Yeah, when you look at uh, where we're at right now and uh, when we look at recovery uh, in light of the pandemic, uh, I think it's easy to turn to agriculture. And the reason I say that is, as you look at agriculture, um, one in eight jobs in the state of Ohio is impacted by agriculture. When you think about just the pure economic consequence of that, it's incredible. And you take that and you put that on top of the fact of how important our rural communities are to make sure that we get that done. The farmers have the tools in place to provide the food and fuel that they need to for the nation. And I always like to take an opportunity to share, you know, when you speak about national security, I don't think you can have a conversation about national security without having a conversation about food security. Absolutely. And I think we are incredibly blessed to live in a country where farmers and ranchers across our nation get up every day and deliver food security for 300 and some million Americans across this nation. And I'm glad to be a part of that. Frank, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you joining us here today. Frank Burkett, president of the Ohio Farm Bureau. Frank, if people want more information about the Ohio Farm Bureau, why don't you give us that website? Yes, uh, people want more information, please look us up. Uh, join us at OFBF.org. Uh, and we look forward to having a continued conversation. And we look forward to, if you're not being a member, you becoming a member of the Ohio Farm Bureau. Frank, thanks again for joining us. Thanks for having me today. It's been great. And you've been listening to the In Ohio Country Today podcast, part of the In Ohio Country Today television show. And as always, if you want more information, check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. That's inohiocountry.com. Have a good day, everybody.